This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, ho I'm Uno Clay from Philadelphia, and I support Gen X Grown Up on Patreon. In a world torn apart by angry pundits and ceaselessly acerbic news, the cheerful tone of Gen X Grown Up is always a welcome escape, not to mention endlessly entertaining and sometimes even informative. If you want to support the show too, click on genxgrownup.com slash Patreon and toss them a couple bucks. It's the guaranteed way to gain the respect of your peers and immediate promotions at work. Not guaranteed in all 50 states. Some employers may see fit to demote you and your peers will probably find you weird and distasteful. Results may vary. You are warned. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up podcast listeners to the Backtrack edition of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. I am John. Joining me as always is Mo. Hey, everybody. And you know that George is here. Hey, how's it going, guys? You know, some of the most memorable sitcoms ever on television came out of the 80s and the music that kicked off each of these shows would explain the premise set the mood or just generally get you in the right frame of mind for the fun you're about to have in this episode we are running down our top 10 picks for the very best tv sitcom theme songs to come out of the 1980s and this is the authoritative Ooh. list right it, it's the gen x grown-up <laughs> list authoritative right. <laughs> you're, you're right <laughs> above all others Gen X grown up. That's right. <laughs> and there is a story to be told about how we arrived at this list. We'll get into all of that, I assure you, <laughs> in addition to running down these top songs. Before we get into that, we have some fourth listener email. I think definitely mine, probably, Mo, your favorite part of the show. Yeah, George? That's favorite part of it. It's, well, it's, it's right it's, up there. It's, it's up there. It depends on what you're about to sandbag that, me with. Ooh, That's good what point. it depends on. Excellent point, George. <laughs> Let me tell you that this email pokes fun at me, so it's probably going to be your favorite part of this show. Okay. Awesome. All right. Fair enough. Okay, I'm, with, I'm, with you. Let's, I'm good. All Let's right. do this. Fourth listener email this time around is from Stu Monkey, longtime listener, Patreon supporter. Mm-hmm. Love to hear him write it. Hey, Stu Monkey, how are you doing? The subject line of his email is Amazon and gathering clues. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a shopping website that sells books. Does that help? Yeah. Is that a good clue? I don't think that's what it is. But okay. We're going to find out. <laughs> he just said Amazon and gathering clues. It does. So yeah. Here's what Stu Monkey has to say. Yo, John, pass on to George. I've experienced similar delays with Amazon Prime. Uh, mm-hmm. Ah. Mm-hmm. You were talking about a few mm-hmm. episodes back how slow deliveries lately for you. Still yep. the same slowness. Yep. Mm-hmm. Stu Monkey says, for reference, I live near New Orleans and there are no distribution centers near me. I sometimes get items within two days, but other times not. Very sporadic. Ah, mm. uh, yep. Yeah. Then he goes on to say, on the topic of your Picophone game, where you, you st- sort of gather clues on the phone to find out who it is. You know, there's a really good movie from the 80s you might like. There are these kids that find different clues that leads them to a forgotten pirate ship. <laughs> Maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> the Goonies. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. <laughs> Yes, I've heard of it. Yes, I have. Yes. I'll get to it. Yeah, it's not the yeah. same as Pikachu. This is now okay. my favorite part of this show. 
<laughs> I knew it would be. I knew. Now, all it takes. Uh, Stu Monkey goes on to say, looking forward to the Mr. Rogers backtrack, which is just last week. And don't forget about Mr. Wizard and Nickelodeon backtracks. I'm going to keep reminding you until you do it. Wow. Okay. Please do. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Be diligent. We, we're old and we're forgetful. So keep reminding us. Thank you. <laughs> uh, he seals it off with one of our favorite salutations. May the fourth listener be with you, Stu Monkey. All right. Good yeah. one. Yeah, I'll get to I, Goonies. Like I think this is my favorite part of this show for sure. Right. Mm, yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. There's a lot of good stuff coming. So maybe for now, okay, I'll okay, give you for okay. now, for now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for writing in Stu monkey. We appreciate you. We appreciate every time one of the fourth listeners writes in. If you want your email featured here on the show, it's really easy. Just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. We read every single one. And most of them like Stu monkeys make the show. So with the laughs at my expense out of the way, I say it is time <laughs> to get into some amazing 80s sitcom TV themes right Right after this break. Stick around. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Tonight, it's an all-new hour of comedy. Angela and Tony share their first kiss. 9-8 Central's the new time for Who's the Boss? And in this house, the boss is Patty Duke, a loving wife. I'm home now. Well, I can't now. A devoted mother. I always have time for you. And President of the United States. How the hell do you make love to the President of the United States? From the creators of Sopus, Hail to the Chief. Tonight, Who's the Boss? moves to its new time, 9-8 Central, followed by the premiere of Hail to the Chief. Just like every Gen X Grown Up podcast starts with that amazing theme by Beefy. It gets you in the mood for the show. It knows what's coming up. TV theme songs, especially in the 70s and 80s, back when they had full TV theme songs that actually would play out for a minute at the beginning of the show, which kind of faded over time. It was just an indelible, inseparable part of the experience of that show. Like you heard it and you were transformed into the world. You were getting ready to, you know, you knew what the show was going to be. So this was an obvious pick for a backtrack for us. Uh, We started, George, you started our research and we found a list of like 240 some odd shows. I think it was, yeah, 256, I think. Yeah, yeah. All that aired in the 80s. And so we took that list and we started paring it down to make our picks. Right, Mo? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The hardest part was really restricting it to shows that only started in the 80s, right? The show had to start between 1980 and 1989 and there were so many shows i remember that started in 79 78 mm-hmm. and i'm like yes oh, it's so painful I went through that one but i can't one of the ones that i knew i was gonna put on my list yes wkrp right. in cincinnati yeah, oh yeah Couldn't absolutely because it, it started in 78 right that just I'm drove like, me crazy damn it mork and mindy you had to start in 77 what the hell dude <laughs> <laughs> or, or love like started like 79 like september yeah, 79 so, i'm like that's not even count i mean, really? I mean it'll make for a great <laughs> 70s sitcom that's theme. true show i'm sure we'll do a 70s yeah, version we're ready for that for sure. one yeah we're halfway done that's right oh yeah let me say and then when we got to the voting rules i mean oh my god george you gotta explain this because okay <laughs> so <laughs> so i being the the stickler for rules i guess of the group i wanted to make sure that there was no undue unfair cheating or john shenanigans as happens all the time well, in these damn top why is it 10 john lists shenanigans? because it's always john shenanigans <laughs> Game in the system <laughs> so what we decided is that that 
for a song to make it into the official Gen X Grown Up Top 10 list, it has to get a vote from all three members of Gen X Grown Up. Mm. So, okay. for instance, if John and Mo give a song five points each and that has 10, but then all three of us give points to a song, but it only totals nine, that song makes it into the list, not the one that totaled 10 because we didn't have all three people voting. Have to have some kind of consensus, right? Yeah, right. we have to have a consensus. Also, we had to have a deadline on when the votes could be added, oh, yeah. which was mm-hmm. 5 p.m. the day before we recorded the podcast. So that way there couldn't be any like last minute right before the episode aired, John go in and change <laughs> uh-huh. a, a couple of numbers. And all of a sudden, like three of most songs and two of mine don't make the damn list. <laughs> I'm wounded that you think I would pull such a stunt. I don't think oh, you I've totally seen you would do it. <laughs> no, I'm just wounded that you think it. I know I would. <laughs> And then the final one, we always like to include honorable mentions right. in yep. any of our top 10 list shows, because those are things that maybe we have a personal connection to, and it just didn't quite get the votes from the other people. So in order to determine our honorable mentions, we set it up so that whatever you gave the most points to, but did not make the list, that was your honorable mention. You just didn't get right. to go in and pick your own honorable mention out of a list of 256 songs. You had to pay for it. You needed to show that you had love for that song. You needed to pay for it, which would take away from your total amount of points that you were allowed to right. use, which we start, all started with 60 points. Yep. Yep. Indeed. So we now have the authoritative list. We are ready. And to make it a little more fun for you, the listener, what we're going to do is we're going to try to gamify it a little bit. What we're going to do, rather than announce the song, we're going to first play it a little bit, play a few seconds. So you'll have a chance to remember what it is before we tell you what it is. That could be a little bit of fun. Uh, but then we'll just jump into the song and why we picked it and uh, how we scored it. So guys, if you're ready, Mo, why don't we kick it off with you starting with our number 10 oh, top yeah. TV sitcom theme of the 80s. That's a long title. Yeah, the number 10 one. The number 10. Let's just say the number 10. And this particular number 10 was probably one of the top rated shows of all time. So when we play, see if people can guess what it is. Everyone knows that is Seinfeld. <laughs> the show about nothing. There's no show about nothing. How you miss those, the riffs on that thing? So here's how the voting went. So John gave this a whopping one. I did. Yeah. I gave it eight points. Mm. And George gave it a whopping one. Yes. So I'm, now I gave it a lot of points because as far as theme songs, everyone, you start hearing that bass, people say Seinfeld. True. It's instantly recognizable. It's instantly yeah, recognizable. Sure. Yeah. Permeated through the show, not just like the beginning and end. It was something that was playing like constantly but i'm really curious why you guys gave it so few points so i'll start i gave it only one point because you often never hear more than three or four seconds of the damn theme song in that show at any given time other than the Mm -hmm. first few episodes of the first season where they played it longer as they were establishing it after that it was just like and then they would go straight into the show and i'm like like john was saying earlier you know the theme song is supposed to set your frame of mind, supposed to set your mood. I think it did that, but not because of the theme song, just because of the popularity of the show. The theme song, I think, was used very weakly. They could have used it more effectively. I know that they used it in between segments, but for me, it did not.
not introduce the show the way that other theme songs in the list did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wasn't disrespecting it. I really love Seinfeld. The only reason I didn't give it a lot of points at the outset, I actually added that point later on due to some bargaining that we'll talk about a little <laughs> later. But, but, but actually, it's, I, I, I thought it deserved being on the list because it permeates. I mean, the, for opposite reasons that you say, George, you know, it didn't set the tone like you're saying, but it permeated the show between segments, between scenes, coming into every segment out of a commercial. <laughs> it really saturated the show, so I thought that was really neat about it. But I didn't get a lot of points at the outset because it feels so late in the 80s for me. I think it was like 88 or 89. It was yeah. very late in the That's run. That's true as well. So yeah. it kind of feels a little more modern to me. It was more of a 90s show in my mind, so that's why I didn't give it a ton, but definitely deserving to be on our list. It's super, super iconic yeah, as a show. I was happy to be on the list, so I'm not going to complain. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so I guess we move on to number nine. Yeah, and number nine is a show with a title that we're not all real happy with at this point in time, <laughs> at least with the main actor and creator of the show. <laughs> Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is the Cosby Show theme, and I greatly apologize to anybody we've offended by including this show theme on Get our you list. Get you some chocolate pudding. Give me pudding pop. <laughs> <laughs> the voting for this went thus. John gave this one vote. Mo gave this two votes, and I gave it eight votes. <laughs> eight votes. Awesome. <laughs> because I really wanted to make sure it made it into the list, because to me, there are very few 80s quintessential sitcoms, regardless of how we view them in modern society now. Right. There are very few 80s sitcom theme songs that are as iconic and well-known as the Cosby Show theme. Yeah, and I think it also kind of gets down to kind of separating the artist from the art piece here. It absolutely does. Yeah, you know, because right. it kind of has to at this was, point. <laughs> yeah, because the show itself was hugely important, especially back in the 80s, as far as showing like a black family in a not traditional mm-hmm. black family role. Both yep. parents were professionals. They had good children. You know, they were getting in trouble all the time. You know, it was just all these old tropes that they just got rid of with that. It was progressive for pop culture and social awareness right. because it wasn't good times. It was wasn't what's happening, right? It was uh, it was more in the line. It was a projection of the Jeffersons. It's like success goes across all colors and all creeds, right? Here's a family that's doing fantastic, a doctor. And everybody I knew watched it, but I didn't. That's why I didn't give it a lot of votes. <laughs> well, and the other part that made me feel bad about making sure this made it onto the list, it's the Cosby theme song, the Cosby Show theme song. And the title of the damn song is Kiss Me. Ooh. Talk about mm. more inappropriate oh. could you get than Cosby <laughs> having a song called Kiss me but I don't think you can deny that it definitely belongs in a top 10 list of 80s TV theme songs yeah that being said it's really low on the list because we're still on number eight at this point (laughs) yep we are so let's move along into number eight this is a great sitcom that I watched sporadically but loved loved the theme song more even than the show it's about a little family that lives on Robin Hood Lane show me that smile show me that smile don't waste That's 
obviously, Growing Pains, right? So we're mm. talking about the Seaver family. Yeah. Yes. And the song is called, obviously, As Long As We've Got Each Other. The, so the vote gets was, I put seven points on it because I love this song. Both Mo and George, you both gave it two points. I think you were just pandering to me. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, I actually had more points on it originally. I siphoned points away from Shifting. it once it was yep. surely on the list to give something else a little bit of a leg up in its ranking. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the same mm-hmm. thing. For me, this is the first one on our list that is a song song, not just a theme. You know, it's it, it's performed yeah. initially by uh, DJ Thomas and Jennifer Warnes. They're performing the song. It changed, many are different artists changed over the time, but it's the first one on the list for my money that is setting the tone really, really well. It's telling this little story about we've got each other's back and we've got you covered. We're a family, we're a team, we're working together. It's just a feel good song to set up what is a feel good show. I think it's the first one on our list that actually tells the story mm-hmm. ahead of time, yep. right? Because most of them are were instrumentals that we started off I with. I love story And songs. they don't really tell a story. This one tells the pre-story story, which is awesome. Yeah, is this the one that had the opening where they showed like the baby pictures and yes. of each character and then they got for and, sure. and yeah. showed them yep. growing up I mean, and it's stuff. not the only one that did that. There's another one later on down our list that did a similar thing, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And this song, again, being a real song, it actually hit the charts. It got airplay on like adult contemporary Contemporary stations, uh, and it peaked at number five on uh, some of the charts, number seven on the Billboard Adult Contemporary chart. Wow. So it wasn't just a theme; it was one of those like your greatest American hero theme that got outside of the show and had a life of its own, and that could only have helped the show, I'm sure. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend, and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. A Sunday at our house, a search for treasure could dig David into danger. I'm afraid they might be in serious trouble. I'm going to call the police. Then on Family Ties, a new spark in the Keaton marriage may burn them out. They're adorable when they're asleep, aren't they? And on Day by Day, can Eileen take the pressure of a heavy romance? Yes. Come home Sunday. Now, as we work our way up our list, it's important to reiterate that this isn't our list of top 10 sitcoms. It's our list of top 10 sitcom theme songs, which is a totally different thing. <laughs> but it was really hard to separate the two as I was picking. What about you guys? Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the hardest part because you you want to fight for a show that you loved. And then you're like, loved, wait. Right. Did I love the theme song? Mm-hmm. Was that part? Did I love the theme song because it was awesome? Or did I love the theme song because it was part of an awesome show? Part of that show. That was the problem yeah. for me. I had to kind of detach my emotions and go, let me just listen to the song. Is that the thing that makes it great? Yeah. Yeah. For me too, I had a hard time with it just because it was, like you said, I would think, oh, I got to put this show on. 
And then I hear the theme. And my first thought was, okay, is a theme song pop in my head right away? When I think of that so show. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Right. And if it didn't, I'm like, okay, I probably shouldn't put that on the list because if it doesn't yeah. pop in my head, then it's not worth yeah. I went through those same mental gymnastics several times as yeah. I was doing my stack <laughs> list. So, okay. Well, let's move along then. We're up to number seven. And the number seven pick is, I believe, pretty sure it's the only one on our list where the star of the show sings the theme song. Yep, that's right. It's Nell Carter with Gimme a Break, which is both the name of the show and the name of the song, which is the theme song for the show, sung by Nell Carter, the star of the show. It's awesome. <laughs> it's all Nell Carter all the time. All kinds of inception moments in that. <laughs> I know, right? This one was a big vote getter for me. I give it seven votes. George, you gave it one. Mo, you gave it four. This is part of the story we'll tell later about the bargaining that took place <laughs> for this list. Uh, but I wanted to put so much on this. This is one of those we were just talking about. I wasn't a huge fan of this show. I watched it periodically, Fair. but the song was bigger for me than the show. I mean, Nell Carter has an amazing voice. God, she's got some pipes, and rightfully so, they picked her to sing the song that she was starring in. I hear the song, and I don't even think of the show. I think of Nell Carter, and I think of how soulful the track is, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's... I, I watch the show quite often. Mm -hmm. I remember liking it a lot, and I remember my mother liking it a lot, so it was one of those shows we could sit and watch together. But mm -hmm. I don't remember what she did previous to this. For some reason, I always had in my head that this was like a spinoff show of something else, but I don't think it was. I wish that I had seen more from her after this because I don't know how many seasons it lasted it probably lasted five or so seasons I'm guessing yeah, I think it ran six seasons yeah. six seasons yeah okay. I, I would have liked to have seen more from her either earlier or later I just don't have the knowledge of all the stuff that she's done but the theme song is probably one of her lasting legacies mm, I agree oh yeah for sure I mean we watched this all the time because it was you know we were just big fans of her you know I grew up in New York and she was known because she was a big Broadway person like she was an oh. aimless behaving she was in a whole bunch of musicals. That's so when we saw that she got a TV show, we're like, oh, cool. So that's one of the big reasons why we watched it. Yeah, she's a Tony Award-winning uh, theater actress. Yeah. yeah, she she wow. was she was huge before she came to TV, and I think there was a lot of that, you know, siphoning off from Broadway for TV shows. That was a thing in the '70s and '80s because that's where you found the pool of talent before show business was kind of what it is today. Maybe. Well, this was during the era too that if you were a TV show star, you couldn't be a movie star, and vice versa. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, right. God, they, the two never crossed. So never no, crossed the street. Never the twain shall meet. Uh, but yeah, I loved Give Me a Break. That's why I put so many votes on it. And I'm pretty happy that it made our list at all. So very good. So George, why don't we move along to your number six? Yes, absolutely. This is a spinoff of a TV show that was already on our list. See if you can figure it out. I know my parents love me. Stand behind me, come what may. I know now that I'm ready because I Yes, folks, that is the theme song from the TV show, A Different World. A different World. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> One of my favorite TV shows of that era. I loved it. It brought to us Marissa Tomei, who mm -hmm. I absolutely adore. Hell yes. My cousin oh, yeah. Vinny. My biological <laughs> clock is right. taken like this. <laughs> <laughs> but she started off with this show. I'll go through the voting real quick. I gave it six votes because I really enjoyed this, obviously. Mm -hmm. Mo was right behind me with five votes, and John gave us a pity point. 
because he needed his give me a break to get on the list. So, <laughs> that was part of the bargaining. I'm embarrassed by that one point now. The more I've listened to the song, even though I wasn't a watcher of the show, it is a great song. It is. And so the music composers on the Stu Gardner, Bill Cosby again was a writer yep. on this theme song. Let's, let's move past that quick, quick, quick. I know. Along with Don <laughs> Lewis, though, who was one of the three main actresses in the show when it started airing, mm-hmm. and she was on the show for its entire oh, run. Yeah. In the first season, it was performed by an artist named Phoebe Snow. That's the clip that you just heard. However, mm-hmm. seasons two through five, Aretha Franklin. Franklin. Aretha yeah. freaking Franklin. How you go wrong with that? Singing song, your theme song. Right? Yep. You cannot go wrong. And then in season six, their last season, Boys to Men yeah. performed the damn theme <laughs> yeah. song. I mean, that's crazy to have that level of talent doing theme songs. They were making the sitcom circuit in the 80s, weren't they? They were on Fresh Prince. They bounced it. Well, in the 90s, I guess. But they were, any sitcom you wanted them on, they would be on it. It's yeah. like. just crazy. <laughs> and it's it's another one of those theme songs that sets up what you're going to see in the show, right? Because it's talking about it's a different world than what you were when you were a kid. You're in college now, which was what the yep. whole show was centered around. Yep. Mm-hmm. I really loved the themes in the theme song that translated over into the show. Also, one thing about this show that I liked was that talk about a show that redid itself during the course of its thing. Oh, yeah. First season to second mm-hmm. season, it went through a huge change. Mm-hmm. And then the last season, even changing who sang the theme song was important because the whole last season was then moving on from college. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think it was yeah. very well thought out. Like It wasn't like, oh, yeah, we'll get a read the print. No, there was a reason why I think they made the changes and it kept the show, I think, really vibrant through its whole career. Yeah, I mean. It was originally supposed to be a Lisa Bonet vehicle right. because she was leaving the Cosby show. Mm-hmm. Bill Cosby helped start this show for her. Mm-hmm. But then it ended up being really a Jasmine guy. And uh, what was his name? Akeem Hardison. Wow, yeah, you've got name? all these in your head. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kadeem Hardison. <laughs> Kadeem Hardison. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're very close. Yep. It ended up being their show in the last couple of seasons, like Mo talks about. Yeah. Marissa Tomei's character had an evolution in there. Don Lewis stayed with the show, but her character had an evolution. She was kind of the motherly dorm figure kind of yeah. person in the show. Mm-hmm. It was just an <laughs> awesome show. And the theme song evolved with the show because of the people who they had sing it, which was great. Yeah. Can't forget Sinbad was on it, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and never having listened to it a lot, listening to it now, it's another one of those feel-good, supportive, really sets the mood, gets mm-hmm. you in the tone of what's going on in the show. Happy that it's on the list. I wish I'd given it more points and got it a little higher on the list now that I've heard it a little more. Well, you'll be forgiven. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it. Mo, why don't you kick off number five? Okay, number five. Oh, I just love this show. And I was so happy when I thought about the show. I was like, the theme song is right in my head. It's probably one of the few shows that of the starting five main cast members, only two, I think, made it to the last season, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. All right. So but let's see if you guys can guess what this is. Yeah. Mm. Judge Harry. A show that I always felt was going to get canceled. I don't know why. I just had to, I just felt like it was always on the edge, but it just managed to keep going for like six or seven seasons. It was definitely, I think they were thinking about canceling it after episode four or something like yeah. that I read. <laughs> but it I survived. mean, it was always, yeah, on the burner. Yeah, so here's how the voting went. So I gave it the most points with six in this case. George, you're right behind me with five, and John, you gave it four. So I think this is probably the first one that probably had an even spread amongst us. Pretty so respectable. We were, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I think yep. we were all pretty much on there. 
again, it's had a nice just jazzy theme to it, which totally fit the beat of the show itself with Harry Anderson and the fact that he was kind of a cool guy. You know, I think it just totally set the right tone for the whole thing. Well, and I think it's important because, you know, you talked about it being a jazzy theme. When do you mostly listen to jazz? At night in a club or something like that, right? So mm-hmm. this was Good night point, yeah. in court. And I always felt like uh, later on, once I understood stuff like that, I always felt as though that is what made the theme so perfect in combination with the show because it was a type of music that's most often played at night and it was a TV mm-hmm. show about a courtroom at night, which mm-hmm. was awesome. And then, of course, Harry Anderson may be the most jazzy judge I've yeah. ever seen. <laughs> exactly. Right, yeah. I didn't watch it a lot at the, at the outset, the first season, but I picked it up in later seasons. And when I first heard the theme, Thinking back now, it didn't sound right because well, this is like a it's a courtroom show. Why does it have this little doo doo bow 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 Like what is that? But then when you watch the show, that's the Harry Anderson influence mm-hmm. on the show. His character was, I'm not going to be this stodgy guy. I'm gonna go by the seat of my pants. I'm gonna do some creative judgment, magician. Yeah, yeah. It, and so it really, even though the fact that it didn't fit is what made it fit so well. If you know yeah. what I mean, because it really set not telling the story, but it's one of those that set the emotional tone for what you're about to get into that courtroom juxtaposed with having a nice time and ha- being creative with it and having fun yeah yeah i mean so, especially yeah. you're talking about harry anderson and john luriquette at their prime oh, yeah. right yeah, yeah. i mean right those the two the interactions between those two in the show along with whoever the prosecutor was at the time i mean marky post the, or the rotating the door yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of their banter the witty dialogue that was written in that yeah. fit right in with the jazz themes of this sitcom yep. tv show yeah. theme for yeah. sure i mean how Love many emmys did luriquette win for this show I mean, probably I, every damn year. I think he actually took his name <laughs> off the running because he won like three or four in a row. He's just like, oh, he was crying, running the table. Just yeah. Crying. yeah. <laughs> my name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else the importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out. Saturday's fun begins with 227 at a special time. Hello, Hollywood. And they're making a movie. I love something. The comedy continues with Mama's Boy and the Golden Girls. Nobody would dream you'd have a fear of flying. I'm a dead woman. And on Amen, who's making a move on Velma? The most eligible bachelor in town. Saturday. We are getting into the thick of it now. So you're going to see some crazy numbers in our voting in this <laughs> yeah. section. Yeah. The maneuvering was getting very tight as we were all jockeying to try to get our pick oh to God. the top of the list. This next one was was my pick. We'll talk about the votes in a minute, but just know that <laughs> this show, this sitcom starred a female national treasure that to this day is beloved and yes. still working. Give a listen. You'll know this one right away, I bet. Thank you. Referencing Betty White, of course, and we're talking about the Golden Girls. Oh, what a show. What a lightning in a bottle (laughs) show this was. Oh, my goodness. But let's talk about the voting right quick. I said that George had one vote on this. (laughs) Mo gave it three votes. (laughs) 
How is it so high in the list at number four? Because John gave it 14 votes. <laughs> of my 60, it got all of those. Damn near a fourth of your votes. Yeah. Went to this yeah. Song. So, and not that we, me and George, we both of us think it belongs in the top tier here. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. It's a top yeah, five. Absolutely. Yeah, no question. Yes, a little disrespect is there, but the fact is, I put so much on it, you didn't have to, right? Right. So, that was kind right. of the point. You know, I, I started off mine by saying, okay, let me find about 10 to 12 songs that I can put points on. So then I just yeah. went down and put five points on each one of them. And then I would start to shift them around based on mm -hmm. where I felt they really belonged in the list. Mm -hmm. yep, John same. just went 14. 14. <laughs> this one this one goes up here. This one's yeah. getting in the list. That's it. Yeah. And the reason I wanted this to, to register so high, first, because it evokes so much for me. First, it evokes, oh, just boom, that's an 80s show. First, I hear yeah. that in it. And then second, boom, it reminds me of the Golden Girls, which is yeah. was in syndication forever and uh, ever, yeah. even past the 80s, but it was endemic of what was going in the 80s. It was awesome. And finally, it meshed so well with the show because it was there's these four women that had been friends, some of them friends, some not, but they were living together, going through their life. And, you know, it's kind of, and they were kind of in their golden years, the golden girls. Mm -hmm. But despite the kind of the, the backbiting, the bickering that they had, the theme song was the true part of it, which was, you know, you listen to the lyrics. It's like, thank you for being a friend my entire life. When there's a party for you at the end of your life, the biggest gift will be from me. And the card will say, thank you for being a friend. It's so heartfelt, which really is the undertone of that show that's a little more snarky. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, and it also, I mean, I think it's appropriate that the man who wrote it, his last name is Gold. Andrew Gold was the mm -hmm. guy who wrote right. it. Yeah. He originally that's performed right. it and took the song to number 25 before it was ever a theme song for the show because the theme mm -hmm. song was re-recorded by a lady named Cynthia Fee, who I've never heard of. But it's in Wikipedia, so it's got to be true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it must be true. Facts. <laughs> Hashtag facts. But they needed, I think they were right in selecting a female to sing the song because mm. I don't think a male voice would have lent oh, the same right. emotional support yeah. to the show that she did. I mean, because her rendition of this song is so heartfelt, as you were talking about, John. Mm -hmm. yeah. It almost brings me to tears just to hear it. Not because awesome. I love the show a lot, which I did but just the theme song evokes so many emotions. Oh, for sure. And this show, I mean, talk about, like you said, lightning in a bottle. You talk about this awesome writing, awesome theme song, and what a cast. The cast, right? Yeah. I mean, oh my God. B. Arthur, Betty White. Oh my God. It was just crazy that they got that. Still Getty, I mean. Still Getty, Rue McClanahan, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, you get that much talent in one spot, I think you actually have to work to make it bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have to go out of your way to make right. it bad. And as George would say, putting this song in the voice of a woman who was so yeah. heartfelt, you felt it project onto these women as they were performing, and it really set the mood. Yeah, because everybody knows B. Arthur never played the sappy role. That was not her character nope. at all. No, nope. she was, nope. matter of fact, I'll bust you in the mouth if you don't like it. I'm from New York or New Jersey or some kind of place like that. She was the tough-nosed broad, right? Mm -hmm. But the show with its subtle tones of her really loving and caring for her mother, Estelle Getty in the show, yeah. and for Rue McClanahan and Betty White, of course, who doesn't love Betty White at this point. Uh, if you don't, then just if go you ahead don't, and say, hey, subscribe. Just get away from our just show. Go away. Just go no. yeah. it's, <laughs> it's over. All of that was brought together by this theme song, because to me, it was always B. Arthur singing it to the other people. I don't know why. Hmm. It just felt that to way. To the other women. But I, don't th I think you're right. There's no way that this doesn't make 
make it in the top five of anybody's 80s sitcom theme list. Yeah, for sure. And it did. All right. George, why don't you move us along with our number three pick? Yeah, sure. Uh, This is, again, another one of those shows about a family situation and how they all find a way to get along and live together. I bet we've been together for a million years. And I bet we'll be together for a million more. Oh, it's like I started breathing on the night we kissed. Yes, that was Without Us from the TV show Family Ties awesome theme song. I'm going to jump <laughs> yeah. right into the voting because just like John's song, I gave this one a whopping 11 votes to make sure that this one made it into the higher Good list. Awesome. John, who loved the song almost as much as I did, gave it eight votes, and Mo said, well, I'll throw two votes to it just because. <laughs> well, I, you know, again, I was jockey for position here, so. <laughs> I don't know if there are too many shows that have two songs that came out of them that were iconic and legendary of course the theme song without us but then the other song being at this moment by billy vera and the beaters when michael j fox's character was falling in love and dancing on the floor with his uh, mm-hmm. with his future character's wife uh, this show evoked so many great memories but the theme song set up every single episode it was performed by dennis tufano and mindy sterling in season one but only a few of the episodes then it went to johnny Mathis, believe it or not, 60s, 70s cruder guy, and Denise Williams for the rest of the run. Awesome TV theme song. Whenever I hear it, you're right, it almost brings me to tears just kind of thinking about it now because it's absolutely permanently attached to the opening of the show visually, more so than any of the others on this list so far, because it was that kind of the reenactment of their youth. It's like this slideshow of they met and they're kind of hippies and they've got a made up and the guy has a wig on, right? <laughs> they have this beach wedding and then later they have a baby in a backpack and they're camping. It shows how close how the family started with they met and it moved forward and they had a family and it just feels like a close-knit family from the way they put it together. And you hear that in the song. Yeah. Let's not forget, you know, Michael J. Fox, again, great cast. All of these people pretty much went on to like their careers and stuff because it was just an amazing show and also it was, it was nice like non-traditional family too you know where Michael J. Fox's character was like the Republican with super liberal parents yes and- <laughs> yeah there was the, right. there was the juxtaposition there I mean you know Justine Bateman Jason Bateman's yeah. older sister Tina Yothers played the daughter and then later on they had the young boy that came on as the baby of the show yeah they were like mm-hmm. we need that typical 80s like oh we gotta save the show let's throw a baby in there right yeah <laughs> our, our baby has grown up too much let's throw a new baby in the mix yeah <laughs> well and you're right Mo you talk about the fact that the Michael J. Fox character was such this he was growing into being the staunch Republican and his parents were these flower children that came out of the 60s but they all supported each other. Right. It wasn't like like a backbiting kind of, it, it was more of like, we grind each other's gears a little bit, but we're supportive. And, and you right. felt that through the song and through the through the show. You know, I well, and that's that. the, you know, the opening lines of that song. Guess we've been together for about a million years. Guess we'll be together for a million yeah. more. It's <laughs> no matter what we do, we're all going to be together because without Love us, it. there is no family. Yeah. That was number three. Mo, I think you've got our number two hit lined up, don't you? Yeah, I absolutely do. And, Everyone's going to know this because this song was originally a Billy Joel song, although he didn't sing it, but it was tied to a show, which was, I think, a pretty great show on top of that. So let's play it. Yeah, 
that is the theme to Bosom Buddies, My Life. Oh, yeah. Billy Joel originally song. He didn't sing it for the show, but yeah, it's okay. Still a very recognizable song. Here's how the voting went. This one was, this had a bit of a range, I would say. Let's put it that way. So, <laughs> George, you gave it the most with 12. Like, this mm. is definitely one of your must-haves on the list, which I totally yeah. agree with. I gave it seven because I was with you. You know, I think this deserved a lot of points. John gave it three, which I think is also part of that jockeying thing, I'm hoping. but I don't think um, so. I think John no, has a reason why he only gave I it do, okay. I do have a reason. Yeah, so Bosom Buddies, awesome show. The theme song, spectacular. No debate, the Billy Joel original song, and then you know, the cover here for this show. The only reason I wouldn't load it up with points, first, you guys did the work, I didn't have to, but secondly, <laughs> it's almost a little bit of a cheat. You know, it's like, we want a theme song. Let's pick a bananas out of this world hit. I bet it'll be a good theme song. Well, of course it is. It's a great theme. It was a great song already. So it, it, it's kind of, maybe cheat is a strong word. The deck was loaded for this to be a great theme song. They didn't have to make a great theme song out of from scratch to See, have it here. So and this why. is where I completely disagree with John, and I'm happy to do so. Well, you can be wrong. I don't mind. It's all right. <laughs> That's okay. The theme of the song is I'm going to live my life my way. And Bosom Buddies was all about two guys who had to go through extraordinary circumstances to be able to get an apartment to live their life in the place they wanted to live. <laughs> it fits the story great. Totally realistic. I, I, it's not realistic. It's a sitcom. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny. that's what I'm saying. They could have written an original song, no question about it. But why write an original song when you have a song that fits it so well that is arguably one of the best songs in the Billy Joel catalog, who is one of the best performers of all time? Just because it was written beforehand doesn't mean that it can't perfectly pair with and boost the notoriety of a great sitcom TV show. I should say a really good sitcom TV show yeah. that had a great future actor, Tom <laughs> Hanks, who nobody saw becoming what he was going to become. Um, you see that coming? Right? No. Yeah, nobody saw that one. I think Scalera was kind of set up to be the star of that show, and Tom Hanks was the one who became the star out of it, right? Yeah, Scalera was definitely set up to be the main guy. Like, all the girls, like, he had the romantic things going on with him and stuff where... Tom Hanks was just kind of the goofball friend and stuff, but Tom Hanks, you know, he's just, he's Jimmy Stewart of our generation, right? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, don't yeah. debate that it fits the show well. I don't debate that it matches. It just feels like it, you kind of had your thumb on the scale a little bit. Of course, it's going to be a great sitcom theme. <laughs> All right, but it, you know, it's number two on our list. I don't debate it belongs there, and I think it's I don't care what you say anymore. This is my. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotus, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. 
Friday's the fastest night on television with some fast pranks and fast laughs on Night Court. I've been booby-trapped! And it's a fast trip to Mexico. You just ate your last burrito. For Beverly Hills Buns. Then it's Don Johnson. I'm just a dumb cop. And Sheena Easton. And I'm a chick singer. In a second look at the wedding of the year. The romantic Miami Vice on one fast night next. We are down to it. The number one is ahead of us. Uh But before that, we have our honorable mentions. But before that... I promised we'd talk a little bit more about, I really regret that we didn't record the session where the three of us were arguing about <laughs> finishing the list. It was, it, was, it was getting heated for a bit there. Right. And, and so initially, like there was, we were absolutely at a stalemate. We could not get a top 10 because there were some right. people that had, they would not put points on a show because they didn't want to, or didn't care about it, didn't think they deserved or whatever. And so we were on a call. And so the first one that jumped out was like, what are we going to do? Let's talk. And George is like, well, somebody needs to put some points on the Cosby show. I wanted to make the list. And I'm like, well, I could trade you a Cosby show point for a Golden <laughs> Girls point. <laughs> and let the lobbying commence. Yeah. Yeah. This must be how laws get written in Congress. It's got to be. Right. It should be. Make little concessions. Because, yeah, it was a compromise, right? Yeah, there I was. think we're all happy with the top 10 list. I'm proud of our top 10 I'll list. I'll give you your bridge support project if you give me my <laughs> scraper. <laughs> yep, yep. I, I need a variance here so I can put in a, a building and then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's got to be because it worked for us. Ultimately, we got past the stalemate. We're able to arrive at this top 10, nine you've heard so far, the number one, which I got a feeling that most people know what that is coming up yeah, because it's uh, almost yeah. almost writes itself but we did have as you mentioned at the top of the show george some honorable mentions ones that didn't make the top 10 we couldn't convince one another or maybe they were just there were better candidates but we want to highlight a particular song that means something particular to us so george since you set it up why don't you kick it off what is your honorable mention yeah i mean the only thing I can think to give you a little bit of a clue is Balky Bartakamus. <laughs> That's a hell of a clue. <laughs> Sometimes the world looks perfect. Nothing to rearrange. Sometimes you just get a feeling like you need some kind of change. And that was Nothing's Gonna Stop Me Now from the TV show Perfect Strangers, Bronson yep. Pincho, and the other guy. I don't even yeah. remember the other guy. Because <laughs> 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 nobody cares. It was Bronson right. Pincho, Balky Bartakamus. Right. The, he was yep. the star of that show unquestionably. But the theme song, I thought, was another one of those theme songs that was really indicative of setting you up for what the show was going to be about. Two people, especially Balky, who's never going to be stopped. He's coming as a goat herder from his native land into the big city in America. Nothing's going to stop him. His cousin that lived there was trying to make his way in his world. Nothing's going to stop him. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really good. I get why you two felt that it didn't need votes compared to some of the other songs on the list. I don't think I would put this one in the top 10. It's a really close 11 for me Mm -hmm. for the list, which is why I gave it some votes to make sure it got at least talked about as an honorable mention. Yeah, I wasn't hating on it. It was just literally I needed to load some more points on the Golden Girls. So I got to come from somewhere. Yeah. Oh, yes, Something had to go. Like 12 wasn't <laughs> enough. We needed two more. 14. That's right. Though no, A great song. Definitely, George. Yeah. So that was my honorable mention. John, I got an idea that you have an honorable mention that you know I'm about to mess with you about. I know you are. and it, It's okay. Uh, it, that's fine with me. I think it's deservingly so, too, by the way. So. Th- th- this is going to be an easy one for you to guess because I a lot of the lyrics will tell you what the show is. But let's just kick this off with the uh, it's school related. How about that? So give it a listen. Story about 
Yeah, so obviously that is the very short-run sitcom Harper Valley PTA that had My Sweetheart Barbara Eden in it, just about the tomfoolery taking place uh, in the members of the PTA at her child's school. Good, get him, George. So at least with Bosom Buddies and My Life, <laughs> that song and that TV show were within 10 fucking years of each other. Harper Valley PTA's song came out in 1968. It's not even part of the same decade that we're no. talking about. It's a decade removed oh yeah yeah well and and it didn't make the top 10 so there you well, go i agree I, I, <laughs> okay so this is also i, I i'm with george on this one this is one where a show was made based on a song it wasn't the other way around and not a good show or good song obviously because it didn't last that damn long no it's a great song the point is this the song had a life that started in the 60s and it's a storytelling song which you know i love it's that song that's like uh the night the lights went out in georgia kind of song about a cheat though <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and it had that country influence, and I just, even though I never really enjoyed the show, it wasn't a great show, no, no doubt. But remember, I'm detaching the songs from the show. <laughs> I think the song is amazing. It fits. It doesn't belong in the top 10. I literally just wanted to shine a light on it because <laughs> a great song with a so-so show, Barbara Eden vehicle, that's enough. That's enough for me I mean, to say it belongs to Highline. My mother absolutely <laughs> loved the song because, you know, she's a big country fan. This yep. is a great song. She loved that. But it's the same thing as when a video game back in the 80s got made into a movie and it was a shitty movie from a decent video game. And not great. That's exactly yeah. what happened here. The song made a shitty TV show. Mm. I, and I agree with you, but I, I can detach the song from the show <laughs> enough <laughs> to nominate it. So, All right. I didn't try to talk you into putting votes on it. You'll recall, I knew you wouldn't. It was okay. That's true. I can live with that. I'm at peace. <laughs> Mo, let's hear your honorable mention. Yeah, I mean, and this one, is, as soon as people hear it, they're going to know what it is, but I'll say it's the only animated one to make our list. Or oh, not make yeah. our list, I should say. <laughs> so, <laughs> why don't you play it? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, come on, that's The Simpsons. Yep. Everybody knows it. As soon as you hear it, you know yeah. what it is. I was surprised that I didn't, this didn't get more love from the group, to be honest. You know, going back to it, Mo, it should have gotten on the list, I think. I think I should have given some votes to it to put it on the list. That's my fault, because you and John both gave it points. I'm the one who didn't. <laughs> that's okay. I mean, I understand, because he said, we're all trying to, I mean, it's a tough list to come down to. It's just 10, right? Yeah, there's a lot. But talk about a song that as soon as you hear it, you think of the show. Yeah. And when you think of the show, you think of the song. Oh, sure. Also, Danny Elfman. It's I mean, Danny freaking Elfman. Elfman, are you kidding yeah. me? Come yeah. on. I mean, Tom Hush, and it's still it's still going on today, which is crazy. You know, it's the only show that uh, we've talked about that's still making episodes, still on the which air. is nuts. Yeah. But Good yeah, point. but as far as the theme song, it set the tone. It was it was adaptable for the different openings. It was yeah, just a, yeah. it's just a great song. And it's kind of bouncy, why, a little yeah. bit creepy, like everything Elfman does. Very whimsical, kind of kind whimsical. of almost circus like, just like the the crazy you know three ring exactly. circus that The Simpson is. Very appropriate. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm on board with it. I'm not gonna crap on. Your honorable mention, like George crapped on mine, and like you crapped on mine. Well, fact yours, is, yours is kind of much. Sucks. Hey, this on. one's good. No. Come on. <laughs> no. Okay. Ow! My butt. I mean, I should have honestly. I was trying to make sure that Family Ties made it in the top three because I really felt it deserved to be in the top three. Yep. I should have so. pulled three points or four points off of Family Ties to give it to The Simpsons, so The Simpsons would have been pushed in front of Seinfeld mm. because I feel this is way better than Seinfeld. Actually, now yeah, that I would, we're I would looking agree with you at it. that too. Maybe so. so. Yeah. All Hindsight's right. twenty twenty. Here yeah, we are. So. You know what? Let's let's stop. Let's redo the show. Start over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> nope, I, I'm going to veto that idea. Yeah. Instead, George, since we made it this far, we're not going to start over. Why don't you take the honors to set oh. up our number one 80s TV sitcom yeah. theme? I mean, there's no question in my mind that one of the greatest 80s sitcoms of all time has to do with everybody's favorite bar. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name And they're always glad you came That was where everybody knows your name from the TV show Cheers. Yeah, it was. Perfect theme song, perfect show. Let me jump into the votes. I gave it 12 whole points because I was making sure that this made it to number one. Mo gave it a very solid, respectable seven votes. And what the hell ever John was doing with his Golden Girl points, he only gave it three damn votes. That's bullshit. You did all the heavy lifting? There's no way that you're going to tell me Golden Girls is better than Cheers. It's not even close, man. I was actually working to get family ties up a little higher, honestly. But yeah, (laughs) you did all the heavy lifting, and I agree. I I am so proud of us for this number one. What a fantastic theme song. Even more than any of the others we talked about, for me at least, this is a warm song. When I hear this song, I picture exactly what it's talking about. You know, you want to get away from life. You want to take a break. You want to go where your friends are. They know who you are. You're not talking about your job or the stress or whatever. You're hanging out, having a drink, relaxing, cutting up. When you grow up, this is the thing you look back and want more of. And we got that in Cheers and in this song. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this one in particular, you talk about like you know, that emotional kind of feel when you get from mm-hmm. this. This sure. one in particular really gets me because um, my dad passed away last year. And when I was growing up, I was a teenager when this show came out. But one night that we always made sure we were both home was Thursday nights. Mm-hmm. So we would watch the Thursday night lineup together. Yeah, uh, And great. Cheers was front <laughs> and center. And whenever I hear the song, I think of those Thursday nights. And just watching all the great shows that because like, Night Court, all those were on Thursday night. And we just kind of watched through it. So. This is, I'm so happy this made number one. That's the magic of music. Yeah, I mean, what it does. Not to add any more accolades other than it being the number one spot on Gen X Grown Ups TV theme show list for the 1980s. Which is all it needs, really. (laughs) But the guy who wrote this song, the next thing that he wrote next year was the theme song from Punky Brewster, which is kind of funny to me. If there's a more 80s sitcom TV show than Punky Brewster, I don't know what it is. But in 2013, the editors of TV Guide magazine named this song as the greatest TV theme of all time, regardless of genre or decade or anything. Yeah. The greatest right. TV theme of we're, all We're time. talking drama, cartoons, whatever, year, right. doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. And I think you could argue, but you would have an uphill road to surpass Cheers. Yeah. Oh, let me tell you, I mean, talking about just a great show with a theme that just perfectly fit it yeah. without having the word Cheers in it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it was, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, that's not the only accolade it received. It also, in 2011 won a reader's poll for the greatest television theme song of all time. And in 1983, when the show was hot, it had an Emmy Award nomination for Outstanding Achievement in Music and Lyrics. Didn't win, but it had a nomination for that. And I don't know too many TV theme songs that get nominated in to that get way. that kind Especially of you know, recognition. Yeah. Mm. Right. I mean, maybe that category <laughs> is all about TV theme songs. I don't yeah. know. So maybe there's 20 every year. I don't know. But this one deserved. I, I kind of want to know what the hell beat it in that category, really. I, don't, yeah, I have to really. go back and do some more research. But you know what? Whatever it is, it ain't on our list. Right. That's right. (laughs) Yep. Love it. So happy that we got to hear the cheers number one where everybody knows your name. Congratulations, guys. I think we put together a hell of a respectable list. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You 
A search for treasure could dig David into danger. I'm afraid they might be in serious trouble. I'm going to call the police. Then on Family Ties, a new spark in the Keaton marriage may burn them out. They're adorable when they're asleep, aren't they? And on Day by Day, can Eileen take the pressure of a heavy romance? Yes. Come home Sunday. If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know, so if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us, they'll thank you later. You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show, so hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy. Plus, you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. Woo, we made it all the way through our top 10 80s sitcom <laughs> theme songs. I love running through these musical uh, shows that we do. I think it's a lot of fun. Our, our listeners seem to really enjoy it. And I like the fighting that we do before the oh, show yeah. to get to where we need to be. It's it's a very democratic process. And uh, we always arrive at, I think, what is a great list. Certainly this time mm -hmm. we did. Before we get out of this backtrack, we always like to take just a few minutes here at the end to give our gratitude to our benefactors, the people that keep gas in the tank, supporting us financially over on Patreon and on YouTube. YouTube. And I want to thank each and every one of you, starting with those YouTube members, <gasps> Miss O, Pale Blue, Mike M, Mike C, Aaron T2, Marcus Tubaka, Mike B, and Blastin and Stashin. And then over on the Patreon side, we have this huge roster, including... <gasps> Lee, Miss So, Greg L, Marks, Chewbacca, Shelby, Davis, Blaster, Stashit, Ben, T2, Butterspider, Aaron, Karen, Greg Z, Chet, Marcus, Agile, Arlen, Uno, Clay, Sean, Stu Monkey, Dan, Jason, Tony R, Chad, David, Levi, Chris, Tony G, David, Matt, Jonathan H, Mike C, Slowmo, Travis, and Thomas. Wow. Ooh, an amazing, growing list of just absolutely divine human beings to support what we do here on the podcast <laughs> over on YouTube and the website. And Mo, if someone's listening and they do not yet support us but would like to, would you please let them know how they can go about getting that done? Oh, absolutely. And actually, right now we have two ways they could do it. So the first way That's is right. to go to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon and you become a Patreon member where you give, you know, whatever you feel comfortable with every month. The more you give, we have swag we give away. We have special content for members and stuff that, you know, you only get if you are a Patreon member. So definitely take a look at that. But if that's not to your liking, we also have a YouTube membership where there again, you give a little bit every month. And again, we have special icons and you could get your little Pac-Man fruit next to your name, which everybody wants. But really, either way, would support us and we appreciate everything that people do because it just keeps like John always says it keeps gas in the tank and keeps mm -hmm. us going certainly does yeah thank you Mo couldn't have said it better myself that now is going to wrap it up for this backtrack we will be back in two weeks with another backtrack next week of course is the regular edition of our show until then I am John George thank you so much for being here yes sir Mo you know I appreciate you buddy oh man always fun and fourth listener it's you we all appreciate most of all and we will talk to you next time bye bye see you guys take care everybody Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown-ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
Mm-hmm. It's a different world. <laughs> Give me a break. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. I hope all those make it into the. <laughs> you should play like a list of those just in the blooper. Take them all <laughs> out. It's like, I what are these idiots doing? Hum, hum, hum. Okay. okay. <laughs> Definitely not going the bloopers. <laughs> Hold up, let me just let me double check myself on that. But I'm not okay. sure right. that's true. Let me just check and see if I created a blooper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you are absolutely right. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly. And our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast.